Let's stand again. Let's open our Bibles to John chapter 9. We started talking last week about the mission of the church, and the mission of the church is to go into all the world and make disciples. And, And we consider our mission to be to compel everyone in the Springfield area to consider, to seriously consider uh, the claims of Christ and, uh, and to partner with those who are doing the same thing around the world. And over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about what that means and what the claims of Christ happen to be and uh, what that means to us and some of our core values of, of things that we value that we believe are important for us to get that done as we start moving towards a new building. And so today we're going to start here in John chapter 9. Uh, Jesus has just had a, a pretty rough go of it. Jesus is like, if you think about life being smooth, Jesus' life wasn't smooth. He was attacked a lot. He was questioned a lot. And he'd just been through some times where it was a pretty rough go with the Pharisees. And now we see him, he's leaving that scene, and listen to what it says. As he passed by, verse 1, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? This is such an interesting answer here that gives us so much insight into how the kingdom works. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Father, we thank you for your word today. Pray you let it resonate in us. Let us learn and grow, be established in you. And Father, let us proclaim to our generation, to our community, powerful name of Jesus and what he can do in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you missed last Sunday's message, make sure you uh, hop online and uh, listen to it. It'll help you understand a little bit more of our mission as a, as a local fellowship. On several occasions when I was a, a boy growing up, uh, we went on vacation trips with my parents and uh, we went to some state and national parks at times. And a couple of times, several times, we went to places where they had these caves. A cage that you could uh, tour and see all the beauty inside the caverns. How many of you ever gone down into one of those caves? Kind of a fun thing to do. Uh, on, on more than one occasion, uh, the guide asked us uh, if we'd ever experienced total darkness. Uh, some of you remember that? And, uh, and he was saying, steady yourself, get ready. And he would turn off the lights. And down in those caverns, deep in the ground, it was not even possible for a glimmer of natural light to journey to that spot. Without light being brought to bear, you are, you're in total darkness. I remember on, on one occasion, the guide said to us, now put your hand out in front of you. I said, boy, I put my hand out in front of him. Can you see it? I mean, I'm straining to try to make out an outline, anything. Nothing. So move it closer, 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 
closer. Finally, it's touching. My hand is touching, and I can't, you can't make out anything. There's no outline there. There's nothing there because you are in total darkness. Not a shadow, not a slight outline, even though it's strained to try to see. I, I knew in that moment that I was surrounded by people. I could hear them. I could feel the railing that I was holding on to. But all I could do is, is feel and hear. I couldn't see uh, what was going on around me because there was nothing. Light was not there, so there was nothing there. You know in a moment that the lights are going to come on. But then when they did, there was an audible response from the people in our group. Almost a sigh of relief, as if they were afraid they were never going to come on. Uh, there was there was some laughter, and people looked at each other and smiled. And you're going like, wow. See, if you've never been in total darkness, it's, it's so different than even when you wake up in your room at night where maybe there's a light of a clock on or where the, 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 the moon is shining through the, the, the edges of the drapes in your house and you can make up some shadows and you can make out some things in the room and you can see a little bit. It's not the perfect place of sight. You probably don't want to get up and walk around in that darkness. But it's more than total darkness. In this narrative of Jesus' life, there's a man begging the dusty, dirty streets it's his only way to survive. He has no other way to make an income. There's no social programs. There's no government programs. He's been born, he was born this way, blind, totally blind. Something is wrong with him to the point that light has never penetrated into his being for him to be able to see. Something has severed that. Little does he know, but his suffering has had a purpose. He was about to shoot off the dust-filled streets of the anonymity of a beggar onto the pages of the Word of God. Jesus was about to reveal his greatness in the middle of this man's darkness. Jesus was about to lay claim to his rightful position on this earth. And as Jesus had said earlier in the day, he repeats it once again. He looks at those around him, and they're questioning the morals of this man who is begging. And Jesus looks at them and he says, I am the light of the world. This man's needs were quite different than a man who's simply blindfolded. They're quite different than the needs of a man even down in a dark cavern of, the, of a cave. For this man, the light was all around him, but the very ability to perceive it was somehow broken in his life. His brokenness was within him. He could be sitting in the brightness of the noonday sun, and all he would know was darkness until a great day of destiny came 
And Jesus changed everything. What a moment in this man's life. Darkness. Nothing but darkness for years. No hope for a change. No hope for anything to be different. And then Jesus walked by, walks by. He hears them talking. He may think that they're, that they're talking about him or know that they're talking about him. But someone in this group is saying something out of the ordinary. They're saying something strange. And now they've stopped in front of him. What's rushing through his mind at that moment? Is he thinking, they're going to give me something. They're going to put some money in my basket or drop some coins in my hand. But instead of doing that, suddenly there's somebody in front of him and he's rubbing something wet in his eyes. And when he's done, he looks at him and he says, go wash in the pool. Now, somebody's put their spit in your eye. You probably want to go wash in the pool. He makes his way to the pool to wash this out of the morning. What in the world is this all about? What has happened? What's taking? This is the strangest thing. But as he washes his face, brightness comes. Suddenly connection happens. What is this color? Washes into his being. Images, faces, people. All the things that he's felt with his hands suddenly begin to make sense. And he sees and he understands because the light of the world has arrived in his life. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have. Well, I was I was not physically blind. But there's another kind of blindness that needs the light of Jesus. I've behaved immaturely. I've behaved childishly. I've behaved arrogantly and smugly and self-assured. All the time thinking I had it together. All the time thinking I'm dead right. Others are wrong. All the time thinking I know what to do. And then suddenly, Jesus shows up. And he spits in your eye. He takes you on. And his purity cleanses. His brightness comes. My blindness is revealed. And suddenly, how? How could I have felt that way? How could I have acted that way? How could I have been that way? How could I have understood the world that way? Now that the blinds have, oh, that makes sense now. Oh, that's, that's better. See, here's what you have to remember. Nobody's hair color changed that day with Jesus. The buildings didn't change. The streets didn't change. Nobody's eye color changed. The face, nobody's faces were transformed. The only thing that changed in that moment is he could see. And when, the, when Jesus takes the blindness off of us, a lot of times the circumstances around us, they haven't changed. Nobody else has changed. 
Nothing else has been transformed. Just suddenly, you can see. You're transformed. All of a sudden, the blindness that was within you, that made you feel and act the way you felt, are transformed because your eyes have been opened. What is the blindness that destroys lives today? It's a blindness to right and wrong. It confuses the two. It's a blindness to how we should act. And it's a blindness to how we should react. It's a blindness to who we are and to who everybody else is. And it is a blindness to our blindness. All around us we see it. We see the results of people living blindly without the light of the gospel in their life. We see the pain. We see the hurt. Maybe we're a part of it. We experience it. We taste it. It's there. It's all around us. This world resonates with blindness. It resonates with people who cannot see, don't know their way out, say the wrong things, do the wrong things, act the wrong way. The blindness in the world today is doubly destructive because it is blindness that thinks it can't see. Thinks it doesn't need the light of the world. Thinks it understands what to do. And it goes out on on its own. See, that is the glory of Jesus. The ability for God to change our lives. See, if there's, I would tell you today, if there's a continuing mess in your life, if you find yourself begging for an answer, looking for something to be different, unsatisfied, broken, turmoil, war, destruction in some area of your life. And you're trying to pound it into everybody else, how they should act and how they should respond. Maybe what really needs to happen is you need to see. Maybe it's your blindness. See, this is the glory of Jesus. Not only the ability to bring the light to bear, because see, in a blind man's life, you can bring all the light to bear. But the light that is so powerful that it heals the blind so they can see. So they can see how to act. So they can see how to talk. So they can see how to feel. Look at the pain. Look at the confusion. Look at the simple mess that this world is in. So many times this world wants more and ends up with less because they don't even have a glimmer of the light within them. And here it is. The simple claim of Jesus. A claim that we are supposed to shout to a lost and blind world. Jesus is the light of the world. This is what he's saying. He's saying, I'm the light for your feelings. If you want to know how to feel something, come to me. Let me teach you how to feel. He says, I am the light for your desires. You want to know what you should want, what you should desire, what should be important in your life? Come to me. I'm the light of the world. I'm the light for your responses. You want to know how to act? You want to know how to respond? Jesus says, come to me. I'll teach you how to act. I'll teach you how to respond. I'll be the light of the world. You want to know what to say? Come to me. I'll teach you how to talk. I'll teach you what to say. I'll teach you what should come out of your mouth. You want to know what's right and what's wrong to do on this earth? Come to me. I am the light of the world. You don't want to know what's morally right and what's morally wrong? Don't listen to your culture. Your culture is equally blind. 
Come to me. I will teach you. You want to know how, to, how your family should behave and what should happen in your family? He says, come to me. You want your relationships to be right? He says, come. I am the light of the world. Come walk in the light. Sadly, for many of the words that apply, that they refuse to go and be washed by the word. They want to sit in the same place and continue to beg. When what we've got to do is go and be cleansed. And let all the muck and mire be washed away because it's in that moment of cleansing that we are transformed. But for those who do, an amazing thing happens. They look up and they see the faces. The color bursts to life with them. And suddenly they go, I'm not living that way anymore. I'm living a different way. You know, so let me just read this story. An amazing thing happens. An amazing thing passed. Being healed of blindness. He went down. He washed and he healed. was healed. And the Bible says he comes back. He returns to where he spent so many years of his life begging on the street corner, not knowing that this is the very place he's destined to be for a miracle to happen. And as he walks into that place, the first time as a seeing man, an argument ensues from those who've been there all those years. Some say... That's the blind man. And others go, no, it isn't. It's just somebody who looks like him. It's not him at all. No, it's got to be him. I recognize he's been here all these years. Yeah, but he was blind. He doesn't act that way. He doesn't respond that way. That's not who he is. He was blind. I don't care what he was before. He, look at him now. That's him. And there's an argument that breaks out between the people over who is this. See that? That's the wonder that happens when you begin to walk in the light. When you begin to walk in the light and you haven't been in the light, your children will look up and go, Is that dad? That's not how dad acts. Is that mom? What? What's that all about? Your friends will go, Who are you? What's happened to you? Oh, you'll come back to the darkness before long. The blindness will be back before long. You're going, I don't want to be blind anymore. I don't want to be a beggar anymore. I don't want to be on those dusty, filled streets anymore. I want to see. Because when you come into the light, you want to stay in the light. Friends, transformation happens. And the light within us begins to resonate out. And others see not our glory but the glory of the one who heals. See, this is our great opportunity. This is our great calling to be a people where the light of the gospel, the light of the claim of Jesus shines through us and they see transformed, healed people who now walk through this world with the light of Jesus shining through their lives and the way they act and they respond. 
Listen to what it says, what, how Peter puts it. But you are a chosen race. You are, Christians. You're chosen. You're a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So there's a purpose for you. There's a reason. You've been set aside. What is it? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Your life is supposed to show the world the marvelous light of Jesus. We've been called out of all the junk, all the cursing, all the argument, all the bitterness, all the hatred, all the destruction. We've been called out of that blindness into the marvelous light of Jesus to show the love of God to a blind world that they'll look and they'll see and they'll say, I want to be a person filled with that light. See, we are chosen, friends, in this city to compel every person in central Illinois to seriously consider the claims of Christ, to support efforts around the world to do the same. We are to be able to take up this call, this message, say, wherever you send me. Listen, that blind man didn't understand it, and sometimes we don't. He wasn't there because of some punishment. He was there for the glory of God. He was there so that the power of God could be revealed. And where God's placed you, you are there for the power of the glory of God to be revealed. Don't walk in the darkness. Walk in the light. Many times in the morning I'll get up and, and uh, this last year, uh, I've got a bike now. week I got up early one morning. And one of the things I'll do is I'll look at the, you know, look at my iPhone and see uh, what the temperature's like outside. Is it raining? Which way is the wind blowing? Because it seems like there's something wrong with my bike. I don't know which way I'm blowing the wind's blowing against me. I'd like to get that fixed. Somebody knows what's wrong, come talk to me later. I don't know. This particular morning it was cold. And uh, it was still a little dark out. The sun was just coming up. And I uh, rode up to one of the trails. I wanted to stay in the sun. It was cold. You're out in the sun and you're riding. You feel the warmth of the sun coming down. You're on the trails. You're riding in and out of the, the shadows of the trees. This day I'm riding in and out of them. You get into those shadows early morning. The shadow of the, the clouds were still out a little bit. The shadows of the trees. So it's kind of dark in there, and you're looking up ahead, trying to see. You know, is that a, is that some leaves? Is that a branch? Is that a dog leaning over? You don't want to be surprised because I'm going so fast. I don't know why everybody's laughing. I'm riding through that and I'm in this darkness trying to see. 
to notice that, that through, the, through the trees, there's, long, there's beams of light coming through where there's no tree blocking. So you see these beams of light shining through. And as you ride through them, you're in them. It's so brief. It's such a brief moment. You don't even feel the warmth of the sun in it. You don't feel anything. You're just breezing through it. I was thinking about this message. And since the Spirit of the Lord said to me, this trail right here, this is the way some Christians' lives look. There's trees shadowing the brightness. And so you can't see the real, the real glory of what I'm doing in their life. There may be a beam here or there shining through where they've gotten that area right or that place right, but it's so brief. You're, you're in and out of it so fast you can't even feel the warmth of it. He says, I want to pull those trees back. Because about that time I came out from one of those areas where all those trees were into a, an extended area where the sun was shining down and all of a sudden the warmth of that sun hit on my hands and my arms and it felt great. And the Lord said, that's what I want my people to be. I want them to shine with my brightness so when people come into their lives they see the consistency of my brightness. They feel the warmth of my brightness. They see with clarity the wisdom of my brightness. That's what he wants for our lives. We are called to live as children of the light in every area of our life. See, earlier in John chapter 8, in the middle of the turmoil of the day, and one of the reasons it caused some of the turmoil of the day, Jesus spoke to them and he said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Listen, whoever follows me, I've got to follow him. God, how would you have me to talk and how would you have me not to talk? What kind of conversations would you have me to be in and what ones would you not have me to be in? I've got to follow him. God, how would you have me to act in this circumstance? How would you have me not to act? I've got to follow him. I've got to apply his word. I've got to follow his acts. God, what kind of relationships would you have me to be in? What would you have me not be in? I've got to follow him. Because if I don't follow him, I'm back in the darkness. I'm back in that tree-clouded area of light where maybe a little light's getting through, but you can't see the full glory of the light. God's calling us into the light, but I've got to follow him. I've got to pursue him. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He'll have the light in him to know how to live his life. He'll have the light within him to, to be able to have the strength to live his life. He'll have the power within him because the light, the light of God will resonate in his life. This is our life, an opportunity to carry the life, giving light into a dark world. As you live the light of life in front of people, they're going to ask you, how's that work? When you get there at times, there'll be people saying, hey, you know, I noticed the way you're raising your kids. Your kids are doing, what, how do you do that? I got this problem, I got that problem, I got this problem in my marriage. How do you do that? How does that happen? 
And we make a mistake sometimes. Here's our mistake. We tell them how to do it. You know what we need to do? We need to tell them Jesus is the light of the world. If you want to know how to do it, you need Jesus. Because if you get Jesus, He'll not only bring light to bear here, He'll bring light to bear everywhere. Because, see, friends, it's not our wisdom that's getting it done. It's Jesus that's getting it done. We need Jesus to live in our life. Are you living in the light? When there's loss in your life, does, it, does light reflect from you to those who see you? When good times are going on, do people see the light of the gospel? Your thankfulness to God? And when bad times are going on, do you crumble into a ball of, uh, of, of goo or do you stand strong in the light of the gospel knowing that God has a plan for you? Do you understand? You may have been planned at that very moment, in that very hour, for God to reveal His glory. For God to show Himself. When you're surrounded with friends, you walk in the glory of the light of the gospel. And when you're alone, you sit and say, you know what? I'm not going to be downhearted. I'm going to walk in the light of the gospel. I know God has a plan. And even as I walk through this time of my life, I'm going to have confidence in Him. Whether I'm rich or poor, healthy or unhealthy, may the light of the gospel shine through my life. His claim is He is the light of the world. And we are called to walk in the light every word and every action. It was about, uh, oh, 15, 16 years ago, a man from our church was transferred to Chicago. Big guy, trucker. He's up there for a while. Met a lady there. She had a little girl, four or five years old. Things were kind of a mess. They were in darkness. It wasn't going well. But his heart, this great big old rough truck driver, 60-something years old, his heart goes out to this little girl. And he saw a problem, and he began to do what he could to fix the problem. And finally, pieces began to fall in place, and God began to move in unexpected ways in his life. And and, and in this little girl's life, and the relationship that he had with, with the little girl. And, 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 and finally, this, this big old truck driver decides he's going to put his life on hold. He would build a new plan for his future. He would build it around this little girl. And he would act on it. And through a course of, of planning and talking with the mom, the decision was made that the mom needed some help with the little girl. And he thought, well, I'm going to retire here before long. I'm going to move back to Springfield. And I, I, I want you to let that little girl come down. We'll put her in Calvary Academy. I know a place down there, a church down there. I love her. You can come down and see her. And the mom was like, okay. This was a mess. It was darkness. It was darkness. So he comes down and sits in my office one day and tells me a story. I'm kind of blown away if the 65-year-old guy is going to take this six-year-old little girl into his home and raise her. But he believes God's told him to do that, and so I just need a little bit of help for a few months. And the little girl is terrified and scared. 
And so we all realize. The little girl, most of all, realizes. I'm not supposed to be with them. I'm supposed to be right here. And through the course of circumstances, Ben looks at us and says, maybe I should be grandpa. And a little girl that was supposed to be with us for two or three months becomes a little girl, becomes part of our family, one of our daughters. And has been with us over 12 years now. This weekend, we dropped her off for her freshman year at Evangel University. Because somebody, one big old truck driver, chose to be the light of the world to one little girl. Just that, just yesterday, we dropped her off, and as I drove home, I remembered a man who chose to be the light of Jesus at one key time in his life. And how many lives have been changed forever because of that? See, Ben had a good pension coming. And Ben had some money in the bank. He could have done anything he wanted to do. He could have gone anywhere. The last years of his life could have been labeled Florida on the beach. The last years of his life could have easily been labeled Arizona in the sun. But instead, the last years of his life are labeled Lydia. A little girl caught in darkness that he was going to be a light to. Now, which one wins the Oscar in heaven? The movie that played out, I took my time and my place and spent it on me. Or the one that says, I chose to be the light of the world. Yesterday when we were driving home, Renee and I were talking about this. And she said, why do you think it is? That God would reach down all the people in the world, all the hurting in the world, that God would reach down to one little girl. Been in such a marvelous way to bring her to a new place and establish a new life for her. I said, oh, you know, Renee, I, I believe all my heart that God loves every person, in every circumstance. I believe people get an opportunity and some reject it, some refuse to go to the pool and walls. But sadly, I also believe there are times. When somebody's called and they refuse to sacrifice. They refuse to take the step. And they turn the light in on themselves instead of trying to the light out to others. I want to tell you, friend, you have a great and glorious opportunity. Every one of us do. To do things that will last for eternity. To be the light of the world and to let the light of the world, Jesus, shine through us. We make the claim of Jesus now.
drawing back to our attention. We shied away from it. We said we don't want to invest that much time, that much effort in that. We don't want to open our home or our door to that. We don't want to go through the pain. We know that bring that life sometimes brings brings heartache in the midst of it all. But Lord, you want us to shine the light in those areas of our, of our, of our lives. And I pray you'd speak to those areas in lives today. And Father, I, I just pray today that you would let us as a church, you'd let your light shine so brightly through us. And Father, every person in this community would see the light and know that your son is who you claim to be. Help us to spread that light around the world to others as we support those who go out to do that very thing. Speak to us, Lord, and stir us. And I pray that, Father, some and and circumstances that are tough, hard, like a blind man on a dusty road and they're wondering, who sinned? Who got me into this mess? And the real answer is, they're there for your glory. They're there for you to shine like brightness and to break through so that all around will be amazed at your power and your life. So let us not be discouraged, but let us be strengthened today to show your light to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together. As every head's bowed, every eye closed for another moment. As we pray this morning, as we talk this morning, you find in your spirit and in your mind going to a place in your life where there is a lot of darkness. A place where it seems like no matter what you do, you're begging and asking for help. You don't know what to say next or what to do next. Life work can be different, but the light sure doesn't seem to be shining. But remember, friend, God breaks through and not only brings light, He heals us so we can see the light. You say, Pastor, I'm in a place like that. I, I got a couple places in my life. I got a place in my life just like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be riding down that path with just gleams. I want, I want the full light of the gospel in my life. You say, Pastor, there's a place like that in my life. Just raise your hand right now. say, Pastor, pray. Pray for me. Pray for me that I'll see the light of God's be. I see His hands right now. I see His hands right now. Yeah, God bless you, others today. Yeah. Father, you see our hands as they go up. Lord, I just pray. We don't want to be blind people who think we can see. Father, there's some place in our life where we're blind. Make us aware of it. And for those who are aware, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Begin to bring your light to bear as, as they would read your word, as they would study, as they would pray and ask you to show them what to do and how to act. That you'd do such a transforming work in them that all those around the circumstances would go, We 
is this? What's happened here? And then begin to see your glory. And your light will begin to bear. In all these circumstances. Lord, touch us in Jesus' name. So we have got every eye closed. Just get past through today. That light's not bearing in my life at all. I'm, I'm far from God. Maybe you served God for a while and you wandered away. Maybe you've never served Him at all, never asked Jesus to be your Savior at all. Whatever circumstance that is, if you're here to say, Pastor, today, that's me. I need to ask Christ into my life today. I need the light of the world to come into my life today. That's you. We just raise your hands and Pastor, pray for me right now. In Jesus' name. of every heart and every life. Today, Father, we pray we want this to be a place where souls are So fill us with the courage to be a witness and fill this place with your anointing to draw the lost to you. Father, there's someone in this place that doesn't know you. I pray that today, before they get out of this apartment, they would stop and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of their life. Put their faith in those of us who do know you, let your light shine so brightly in us. Father, break through the places of darkness where we're blind, and let your light shine so brightly through us, Father, that others will see and be amazed at your work. Not at 